Hello. Well, hello everyone. We are back in the haunted basement. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is wrong with you? She is something else today. Like, guys, today has been a day. Today has been It really has been an, an insane day. It really has. We it's... ran into a couple crazies, um, <laughs> but a day full of laughs nonetheless. Yeah, you know, a couple of crazies. We've had a lot of laughter. Like, my stomach is so sore. Yeah, like, I got my an ab workout. are so <laughs> sore. We've literally been laughing probably all day. Yeah. I mean, and that's a story for another time. But... Yeah. After our ghost video, um, we did have a few people reach out. These lights are like throwing off. I know. They're like flickering. Yeah. Anyways, who cares? It looks cool. I designed the lighting for she today's did. set and I'm very <laughs> proud of it. So we're keeping it. Um, so a friend of mine, uh, Derek Zoo, he sent in a ghost story and I have to read it. That's going to be our little shooting the shit moment because it's a pretty good one. I vetted it already, but Alexa has not heard this. I have So, it's news to me. Yes. This was his personal ghost story. It says, my grandparents built their house in the 60s on land my family had for years. The way the house was, um, was the bedrooms were all down one hallway. Then there was a living room, kitchen, and then a den. So, I'm guessing rooms on one side, rest of the house on the other side. When my uncle David was around eight or nine, he woke up in the middle... What? I'm just looking at the lighting. How it keeps oh, like yeah, it's it keeps driving me crazy. You can change it. Just pay attention to my story. Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, when he, his uncle David, eight or nine years old, woke up in the middle of the night and he went to get a drink of water. He saw some kind of light on in the den, and so he went to investigate. In the den, he saw a woman with dark hair, dressed in white, sitting on the couch, thinking it was Derek's mom, so his sister. He said, Teresa, what are you doing? Then he realized it wasn't my mom. So he ran back to his bedroom and hid under the covers. Fast forward a few years. His uncle Darren is around eight or nine. Same thing happens. He sees the same lady. For decades, no one ever saw her. Everyone thought they were making it up. Then in the summer of 1996, my mom and I moved in with my grandparents my grandma's sisters came to visit, so my mom and I had to sleep in the den. Yup, oh. that den. First off, Derek, you are a great story writer. Like, yeah. this is mapped out, like, so intense. Okay. <laughs> so, mom was on the couch, and I had made a pallet on the floor. We were watching wrestling on TV, and I fell asleep. I woke up later that night, and the TV was all staticky. Mom was sitting, I'm getting chills. Mom was sitting in my grandma's recliner just watching the TV. I was groggy and confused, so I turned to her and said, Mom, what are you doing? And then out of my peripheral, I saw my mom was asleep. <gasps> I have chills. The lady in white was in the recliner. She oh turned from God. the TV to look at me, and so I hid under my blankets and prayed until I fell asleep, and no one believed me. This is where it gets crazy. He says, I never told this part, and I honestly don't know if it happened or if I dreamed it, so take it lightly. So, unfortunately, Derek's mom passed away in 2004. By this point, I left home and moved in with my grandma, so the night she died, I was there. I barely slept, as you can imagine, and I got up in the middle of the night to get some water, and as I was drinking my water, the lady in white walked through the kitchen... 
she stopped and smiled at me and then she was gone. And I seriously don't know if it was my subconscious or if um, I saw her again. And then later we kind of discussed some things and then I asked him because I was like, so what do you think now as an adult? Like, do you think mm-hmm. imagination, like you guys shared stories, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And he says, looking back as an adult, the first one was absolutely real. I still remember how I felt and the terror that ran through my body. But after my mom died, maybe a dream, I was exhausted and my entire world turned upside down, but it was the same woman. Yeah. I always thought it was fascinating that all three of us thought it was my mom. And then when she died, that's when he, they saw her for the last time. Oh my God. Right. Well, either way, like, that woman wasn't, like, harmful, you know? I digress. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't. I she think wasn't. anything that presents itself is harmful to my mental health. <laughs> yeah, well, to your mental health, but in reality, I mean, it could have been, like, yeah, just somebody wanting to say hello. Yeah. Like you goodbye. know, passing through. So... That was Derek's ghost story. Such a good story. He sent me it um, one night when I was actually editing our ghost video. And he told me he was going to send me the story. And I said, go ahead and send it. Just know that I'm not going to read it until it's daylight. Otherwise, I probably won't sleep. Yeah. But what a great story. Yeah. And Uh, it's just like wild that so many people saw that same that's what woman. got me is that everyone saw it and the same woman they like, all thought all it was consistent. the same person yeah they all thought it was his mom so yeah. crazy so crazy wow anyways well derek great story yeah great story so you can continue to send them i guess since this is a thing what now. we do uh <laughs> But just give us a warning so I don't open our messages to be like, I can saw terror. Yeah. Yeah. I look darkness in the face. Yeah. Like, like don't. trigger, like trigger, please. We give or... you guys trigger warnings. Do us the courtesy and give us a trigger warning. Yeah. Like type out a disclaimer. I don't know. Cause we're about to read ours. Yeah. So have your disclaimer ready. So here we go. Our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed is found on the internet or a documentary or YouTube or whatever. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener <laughs> description is advice. She got it opposite, yeah. but you, you get what she did. Yes. So, uh, anything else that you want to talk about before we jump in? No, let's just do it. Ready? Guys, we got a long night ahead of us, so buckle up, buttercup. Buckle uh, oh, wait, right, so we're going to talk about our spiked. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. So, uh, we are drinking... I found it at Target. I just liked the label. So, Prophecy. It's a Pinot Grigio. I don't know. It looks like kind of Zodiac-y. I thought it was... Yeah. Cute. It's pretty delicious. It kind yeah. Of tastes like a Chardonnay. Yeah, it's a Pinot Grigio. Expert opinion here, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, expert opinion. Um, but it's super, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's buttery. It's floral. It's crisp. It's citrus. It's wine. So we're going to drink it. We are drinking (laughs) it. So, um, 
if you're 21 and up, drink along. We would love for you to get drunk with us. So uh, we, I'll let her think about her word, which I'm sure she already has it figured out. But we are talking about the Hillside Stranglers. Hillside Stranglers. So I was thinking, um, since this is more than likely going to be a two-parter. Yeah. It needs to be something pretty basic. Or, because I was going to go with something like men or man. Or strangle. Or strangle. I feel like we do strangle all the time. We do, but it, you know. It works. works. Okay, then we do strangle. Or rape. Oh, God. Drink every time you hear rape? I mean. dark. Let's do strangle. (laughs) That is dark. Everything we talk about is dark. Everything. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm, like, concerned about the word rape. wait. What? Wait, rape? We talked about that here? Oh my god, no. Okay, we're going to do strangle. Yes, so anytime you hear me say strangle, take take a sip of your drink. Alright, so we are talking about the hillside stranglers. Mm-hmm. We are talking about two murderers here. They murdered more than 10 women in a very, very short period of time in the late 70s. Um, we have Kenneth Alessia Biaki. Biach. Biach. Biaki and Angelo Buono Jr. So they are both Italian. So if I butchered those names, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, Kenneth was born May 22nd, 1951. He is our Gemini star. Uh, Angelo was born October 5th, 1934. He is a Libra, or was a Libra, because he died. But, um, spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, wow. Let's <laughs> get right to the end. Yeah, right to the end. Um, so, first and foremost, you know, we follow our zodiac signs, and I want to talk about Gemini and Libra compatibility. Like, <gasps> that's I, a good idea. I know. Surprise. Wow. Um, so, I kind of want to talk about, like, them as friends and business partners, because essentially... No, you're good. This was a business. So... What they did was their business. So, uh, they are both air signs, which I thought was crazy, um, making them both social butterflies. So, people tend to like Geminis, and they like Libras. Like, they are very personable, they are very friendly, um, very outgoing, um, and they tend to be drawn to each other because they are so alike, which is crazy. An article that I found said, quoted, the Gemini and Libra friendship creates a very strong bond. They seek dimple, temple. They, <laughs> they seek, seek dimples. <laughs> they seek deep mental stimulation and connection over everything. Although they require mental stimulation, they sometimes can be a little flaky with each other and lack stability in their friendship. Uh, Geminis tend to adapt well to their surroundings, but Libras initiate change and the rules. Geminis get bored easily and tend to be looking for the next thrill when Libras are okay with being stagnant. So it tells you that they complement each other very, very well. And aren't they technically complete opposites on in the in the 
Okay, so we're talking about June, May, and, and October. Or sorry, May, October. Different seasons, too. So two different seasons. And seasons play a big role in astrological signs. So one day we should definitely cover that. But we have, you know, one person in spring, late spring, you know, getting to summer. So it's warm, it's vibrant, it's lush. There's lots of flowers, lots of colors. Allergies. Allergies. <laughs> Welcome to Missouri. Yeah. And then you have October, which we are in fall. And it's dark, death, cold, <laughs> rainy. Death. So, but it's true. Yeah. So, but they complement each other very well. So you can see that we have one person that's kind of like a rule follower. Okay. The Libra. Mm -hmm. And the other person, the Gemini, is like, eh, whatever. I mean, I want the next thrill. I want to keep things interesting. But I'll go with the flow. We'll see what happens. And that is, I want you to remember that, like, listening to the story. Okay. Go with the flow. Okay. Yeah. Go with okay. the flow type of thing. I also told her, I didn't even click, she's doing the Hillside Strangler in our last episode when we covered mm -hmm. Richard Chase, the Vampire of Sacramento, he was fascinated with the Hillside Strangler. Like, that's the one serial killer that he kind of looked up to, and so they're both Geminis, and blah, yeah. blah, 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 and, and you said strangle twice. Um, so just kind of like talking a little more about Geminis, and I know we've covered it a lot, you know, thus far, but they tend to be the most intelligent sign. They are also the most accepting sign of the Zodiac. So what that means is, you know, they are accepting of all other signs. They're friendly. They like to make friends. They like to be social butterflies. So, and again, like I said, they are the most intelligent people, apparently, out of all of the signs. That's probably debatable. I know. Well, uh, I read something that said um, Geminis tend to have, like, IQs with, I think it had said, like, one, 106 or 108 to 140 is, like, the average IQ of Geminis, which I thought that was kind of crazy, like, to wow. think about. So... I don't know how many they tested, but they probably only tested the smart like ones. Three so, of them. yeah, they are um, changeable. So the Gemini has two faces. So they are changeable signs. Again, uh, they are attention seekers, and they have zero trouble living a double life. Two-faced biatches. Yeah. Uh, it's also said that they can adapt to chaotic. Or even toxic environments or situa situations. 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 <laughs> Guys, this is going to be a really fun episode. Oh, it's going to be a lot. So. Okay, interesting. Wow, that's good info. It is. So, childhood. This is a lot. Uh, so, Kenneth Alessia Biaki. Uh, Biaki. Biaki. <laughs> I think it's Biaki. I don't think the CH is pronounced, but... Uh, he was born in Rochester, New York. Um, his biological mother was an alcoholic and a prostitute and gave him up for adoption at birth. Um, he was adopted at the age of three months old by the uh, Biakis. Uh, and they were a good Italian family in New York. Um, at the age of two, he developed a bad, bad trait of lying at two years old. Um, at the age of three, he was consistently wetting the bed, oh. which is trait one of the McDonald 
triad. I am curious how you determine whether a two-year-old is abnormally lying lying or like lying as a normal two-year-old would lie because like you're not even fully functioning right like how are you even like speaking in full sentences right so i know i thought that was very interesting and i tried to research like examples like what happened like what did he do as a two-year-old like Oh, did he hide his bottle and say, no, I didn't hide it? Like, yeah, what, right. Like, what happened? Because, like you said, like, how does a two-year-old know how to lie? Um, my only worry is he was clearly adopted at three months old, right? Yeah. So, come that time at three months old, what happened in the first three months of his life? Did he have the nurturing aspect? Did he have all those mm. motherly type situations, you know, that a baby's supposed to have? I don't know. We're going to kind of hear about his childhood and his young adult life. Uh, at the age of five, he was throwing temper tantrums um, and blacking out where his eyes would roll in the back of his head. And he would be often found in a catatonic state. At five? Five years old. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, kids are scary. Right. Reference back to our video. Kids are scary. That's fuck. Not to mention, uh, he also had a head injury from falling at like a park or jungle gym. So, you know, there's head trauma there. Um, by the eight, by the age of eight years old, he's treated at a psychiatric center for mental problems, particularly because he's consistently blacking out. His eyes are rolling in the back of his head and he goes into these catatonic states. States and there's times where it lasts for 30 seconds or five minutes. What? Yeah, that's alarming, very alarming. And okay, so what around okay, so he's around the age of eight, and what year was he born? This would have been in 1960s, 59. So he was born in 51. Yeah, wow, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not a good time to be in a mental institution. Not at all. Or a psychiatric center of any time. So, keep that in reference because uh, not only is this happening, but he's consistently wetting the bed and he has chronic urination randomly. So, there was a story where they were, like, he was just, like, standing in the living room and he, like, peed his pants. Or he was at school and he just peed his pants. Oh my god. Yeah, so just chronic urination. So they take him to the psychiatric center and they're like, something's wrong with our son. Like, what in the world is going on? And the doctor was like, oh, don't worry about it. He's going to grow out of it. He's just a kid. He's eight. Yeah, he's a kid. But he might have some sort of aggressive disorder. It's hard for him to process his aggression. You know, you would at least think, like, I don't know, maybe he has, like, a UTI. <laughs> do, get, do guys get UTIs? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Anyways. It's through the bladder. Pretend they I, have a bladder. <laughs> Pretend I didn't ask that question. <laughs> Cut. 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 Yeah, I didn't that. I didn't ask that. But, no, it's, it's sad. At eight years old, all of these things are happening. Yeah. So, that's, and for a doctor to be like, this is normal. Yeah. He's going to grow, gonna out, grow of out of it. Yeah, he's, he's going to start kissing girls in three years, and he'll forget all about peeing on himself. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. 
So at the age of 11, his IQ is measured to a 116, meaning he is on his way to be a genius. Like, yeah. there's smart... Isn't genius 130? Yeah, like 130 and above. So there's, like, smart, there's, like, extra smart, whatever the metrics are, and then, like, genius level. He's right in the well, middle. Is that the official Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you have, like, okay, you have smart, you have really smart, you have really, really smart, <laughs> <laughs> you have... Genius. Almost genius, and then you have genius, and then it's like super genius, and then it's just things going up from there. <laughs> I want to say the article literally said smart, pretty smart. <laughs> I swear to God, it was, was funny. On, like psychology today? Uh, like cosmopolitan? <laughs> oh, that's No, smart. I'm just kidding. It wasn't. I don't know what it was. <gasps> oh, um, But he is pretty smart. At age 11, his IQ is 116. Yeah. And... He was consistently changing schools at this time, too. So not only are we talking about, like, the mental shit that's going on with him or his childhood, you know, everything with that at home, but at school, he can't get along with the teachers. Mm. The teachers tested him because they're like, okay, something's wrong. Like, he has a learning disability or something because he does not apply himself at all. Doesn't want to do any of his schoolwork very very problematic so they tested him at 116 they're like whoa he's gifted like we need to push him Hmm. well they were pushing him and he wasn't appreciating it so he would often get violent and angry with the teachers so at, at this time of his life at the age of 11 he had to go through three different schools because he was so violent and angry towards the teachers oh my god they're like listen yeah we just want you to quit being your pants every time you get up and give a presentation. <laughs> yeah, like all we're asking. We're just worried. Like, what is going on? So, all in all, just a troubled kid. Um, two years later, his dad dies. So, he's 13 years old. Um, dad dies mm. and he shows zero emotion. Absolutely none. Never shed a tear. Was never mad. Was never sad. Was never happy. Literally zero emotion. Um, so that kind of tells you how he was as a child. Do we know a whole lot about his adopted family? All we know is they were a normal Italian family. Okay. And there were nothing but great things to say about other family members, about his parents. Mom couldn't get pregnant. She wanted to have a baby. Yeah. And that's why they adopted him. So it's, it's not normal for him to not feel emotion. Like, it's not like right. he, like, hated his dad, was abused Exactly. By his dad. And that's why I wonder what happened in the first three months of his life. Yeah. Because clearly he's lacking empathy. He's lacking emotion. Or maybe just emotion. even not taking the idea of being adopted well. Feeling, like, yeah. abandoned. Or Absolutely. Or maybe some genetic stuff. Right. Right. So, high school, uh, this time, you know, he's starting to kind of transition to a better kid in a way. Um, he has a lot of friends. He's charming. He's popular. has many different girlfriends. And at this time, he also joins a motorcycle gang and decides to get a tattoo that says Satan's Own MC. Wait, time out. Life's going great, and then he's like, biker like, gang, yep. sign me up, Satan's own MC. MC. Oh, wow, that is a yeah. bold tattoo. Where bold did he get it? Bold tattoo. On his arm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah. Good yeah. luck with that. Right. 
Then, at the age of 18, so this is high school, right, when he does all this. At the age of 18, he proposes to his girlfriend, Susan, high school sweet sweetheart, uh, but she says no. Uh, so he's like, all right, well, if you don't want to marry me, then I'm going to find someone who will. And he proposes to this girl named Brenda uh, that he had just dated for a couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, she married him. Uh, what? Age of 18. She's like, actually, I can look past the tattoo. Yeah, right? I think it's kind of cute. I mean, it's, it's fine. It, I mean, if not God, then Satan. So... <laughs> Why not? We can give it, get it covered up. Yeah. Like, it can say Brenda's own MC. Yes. Like, yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Stupid. So, just shortly after that, he decided that Brenda wasn't good enough for him. Uh, he got bored with Shocker. her. Yeah, he got <laughs> bored with her, and he started dating other women while he was married to Brenda. Ah, well, I mean... So far, here's what I've gathered. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> um, no red flags. So. No, you would have... Is it swipe, swiping left or right is a good thing on Tinder? Why are you asking me that? <laughs> I've never had a Tinder. It well, from out, what I've been told from people who are on from Tinder... From whatever you used it like five years ago. Like, just tell me. Swipe right is good. Swipe okay. left is bad. Okay. Okay. So I don't even remember where I was going with Straight that. Up, but call me out. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> she is not on Tinder, guys. Not at all. She's on Grinder. <laughs> Correction: FarmersOnly.com. Correction: Black people me only. <laughs> What's that other one? Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. <laughs> yeah. And her dad has to be so lonely. <laughs> At FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> oh my god. We're uh, too much. eHarmy. Plenty of fish. Okay. Match.com. <laughs> we're done. We're moving on. We are moving on. So, but as you can see, his young adult life and childhood is just a mess. He's very impulsive. Um, so he has a crazy childhood. And then... Once he starts to get a little bit of that adulthood, he's just impulsive. He's kind of all over the place. He's consistently bored. Nothing is ever good enough for him. And you're going to hear how this just, like, continues. I'm just curious where it came from. Right. Well, one, it does kind of make me question, like, if there were some stuff in the family, like, overly strict, overly religious. Right. Um, right. Maybe some abuse. I mean, you just never know. Yeah. Um, because that is just so random and out there. But then you also see cases where people come from great homes and just go off the rails. But to be that young and yeah. to have those problems, I feel like something, something, something went wrong. Happened. I do, too. But there's nothing that links... His childhood, like yeah. a specific event or specific trauma to his behavior. I I wonder, but I truly think he was just a spoiled, rotten fucking kid. And he just didn't care. Yeah. I, I That's what I think. I And you're going to kind of hear throughout like his adulthood, and especially during the trial, just the type of person that he is. Yeah. I feel like maybe he took, I think, some... Um, some of the like the adoption personally. He could have. Like the idea of being adopted. Maybe yeah. he took the wrong way. Maybe. And then maybe there's, again, some genetics that are playing into could this. Because that's so extreme. Yeah. That is, those are extreme behaviors. Extreme behaviors as a child. Yeah. 
1970, he's only 19 years old, uh, he enrolls into Monroe Community College because guess what he wants to become? Hmm, a dentist? A police officer. Oh, of course. Yep. Uh, the next year, he gets married again, different woman, uh, but after eight months, she divorces him. Um, she, from what I had read, I read a couple of different articles saying that she thought he was just insane. She's <laughs> like, he is impulsive. He is crazy. He will come home one day and he's like super happy and the next day he comes home and he's screaming at me for no reason. Wow. Like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, like that type of scenario and so she divorced him um and you know this kind of goes hand in hand with the gemini having two faces a lot of people who are very stable being gemini's they can handle stress and pressure really well but other gemini's who are not stable unfortunately things like this can happen um so 1971 to 1973 the alphabet murders take place in the rochester new york area um, he was a prime suspect, but he was never charged with anything. I wonder why. We'll talk about it. Oh. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. So, if only we knew. If only we knew. Um, so, the story is, is two young girls were kidnapped, raped, and murdered via strangulation. Okay. Um, all of this will be very familiar, you know, the rest of the story, so just kind of, like, keep that in mind. But he was the prime suspect because he worked so close to where the murder scenes were at. Mm. And a witness saw a very similar vehicle to what he had driven near that area as well. Um, so... The reason why he was let go and really not even questioned, to be honest, um, I read a couple of different stories that conflicted, but basically what I gathered is a detective went to his work and said, hey, have you ever seen these girls? He's like, no, never seen them. They're like, all right, have a good day. Like, <laughs> wow. literally left. And that was like it. Like, there was nothing. Like, from no all the research I've gathered. Yeah, they there said, was Did no you do it? questioning. No. <laughs> but... He had nothing on his record. Like, huh. he wasn't a criminal yet no, at this time. No, he was just time. a shitty person. He was just a shitty person. Okay. Yeah. So, um, however, the girl that he was dating, he wrote a letter to her and said, I'm being accused of these murders. However, I didn't kill the girls, but I have killed a man, or I have killed men before. What an idiot. Yeah. And I didn't, I, babe, I didn't do it, but, but the other guys, yeah. they had it coming. They had it coming. Um, so Rochester, New York police still to this day think that Kenneth is guilty of these murders. Oh, wow. Um, but, but Kenneth has never confessed to them. And you'll kind of hear why as we talk more about like his murder spree and all of that, how they sound very familiar. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if I know the ABC murders. The alphabet murders. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if I've ever heard of the ABC, murders. Yeah, I mean, so there were groups of between 71 and 73. So two girls instantly, you know, were kidnapped, raped, murdered by strangulation. And then throughout the years... 
it would be random young girls, um, you know, in the Rochester, New York area. I think I read it was up to a total of six girls, um, but they connected only four of them to the same oh, murder. Okay. Hmm. So that's why they called it the alphabet murders. Hmm. Yeah. Not the ABC murders. Not the ABC, D, E, F, G. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> um, although everything's already been kind of toxic, the next couple of years are toxic as well. Um, he's all over the place, so very irrational. Uh, he applies to be a police officer at a local police station, and they turn him down, I of say, course. That tattoo? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Not today. Um, so he ends up being a security guard, but, uh, instead of securing the businesses, he is stealing from the businesses. Oh, good. So he's supposed to be preventing people from stealing. <laughs> I mean, the yellow it just came out. <laughs> it just came out. Okay, anyway. She's too much. Uh, uh he's, Stealing. Yeah, he's supposed to be preventing people from stealing. So what kind of businesses are these? Like retail stores? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like hardware stores, any type of store, like grocery store, whatever. Grocery um, stores have security? I mean, apparently in Rochester, wow. New York. So there was an agency that he worked at, and he would kind of just, like, travel to whatever business needed him. Okay. Yeah. So, um, remember Susan, who he proposed to in high school? He was 18. She said no? Yes. Well, he proposes to her again. Uh, they're not dating at the time. Just randomly. Just like randomly. was like, hey, do you want to marry me? And she's like, no, you're so fucking crazy. And, uh, Yeah. So Tells she you. says no again. Says no again. Okay, and so now he's going to start hating women. Yep. Okay. Right. Pretty much. Got it. So, again, just very, very impulsive in his decision making. Um, so, 1976, fast forward, he's 25 years old and decides, you know what, Rochester, New York isn't where I need to live anymore. I'm going to move to L.A. and I'm going to live with my cousin, Angelo. Oh. Um, keep in mind, he's adopted. Not Angelo, but Kenneth. And so they're not blood-related cousins. Right. Like, he knows of Angelo. He's met Angelo years prior whenever he was a child. But he has not been around Angelo as an adult yet. So they get to talking. He's like, yeah, I want to move to L.A. And he gets to L.A. And Angelo has a huge fascination in BDSM porn. Great. And introduces Kenneth to that. Awesome. And he's like, that tattoo, it's going to fit in great here. <laughs> You're going to love it out in L.A. Right. You're going to love it. Everyone is a Satan worshiper yeah. out in L.A. So. Oh, gosh. So, um, gets a job at a title company and meets a girl named Kelly that works there. Uh, they become boyfriend and girlfriend and they move in together. I just don't. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm like. Because everyone's got their own religions, and I get it. Yeah. But I just don't know how you can look at a guy with Satan's own MC tattooed on his arm and be like, he's that's the him. one. That's but the I guess one. if you're Satanist and that's your religion, then you yeah. see it as like someone having a cross. Right. And I just can't imagine that you're in the majority of people. You know what's weird is like he never said that he was a Satanist no. either. Like, I think he just got that tattoo because he was in that motorcycle gang, and he wanted to look like a badass. So it was just a very, very impulsive decision, because in his trial, he's, like, pleading to God. 
And so you can listen to some of his confession tapes. And he's like... I mean, Christians do the same thing. I mean, some no, Christians go as far to get thank you sky daddy tattooed <laughs> on their bodies. So, like, we... <laughs> We know people get impulsive, crazy tattoos, oh even if God. it's not, you know, their full image. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know who Sky Daddy is, Sky Daddy is the Jesus Christ Lord and Our Savior. Lord and Savior. Sky so Daddy. That is Sky Daddy. <laughs> I can't. Okay, Again, we are getting Moving canceled. on from that topic. Um, so, shortly, you know, after working at this title company, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to L.A. Police Department and I'm going to apply. I want to be a police officer. I'm going to try it again. Again. Okay. Although he's across the country now, yeah. but opposite side. Didn't get the job. Sure. Um, a year and a half later, him and Kelly moved to Glendale, California, and he applies at the police station there. Oh, my God. But uh, didn't get the job. Um, so he applied at LAPD again and didn't Got get the, the job. job. Oh, nope. Dang. Didn't get it. Uh, so what does he do? He becomes a fraud and bought psychology degrees and stole credentials from a man named Steve Walker as a psychiatrist and starts practicing as a psychiatrist. So he forged yep. degrees. Forged degrees. Under this other guy's name. Right. Well, under his name. But okay. stole it from the other guy. Like, stripped his resume. Stripped basically. it all okay. and said, this is me. Copied and pasted and linked. Yeah. His out. credentials are my credentials. And open to practice. So, Dr. Steve Walker, guess what? That's me. But Dr. I'm Hillside Kenneth. Strangler. Yes. Kenneth Bianchi. Biachi. <laughs> Biachi. So... Um, uh, yeah, starts practicing as a psychiatrist. It said that he saw only about 30 patients, um, before people caught on that he was a fraud. Yeah, I want to know, like, what his advice was. They're like, listen, I have major depression. I'm thinking maybe, like, some Zoloft or whatever. And he's like, oh, man, I peed my pants while I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> I had frequent urination up until I was eight years old. Oh, God. Like, what would his advice have been? Like, yeah. I want to know what these conversations were. Right. Where people I are like, mm, wish. That's not right. Right. You probably shouldn't say that. Are you Are you sure you're a psychiatrist? He's like, yeah, I tried to get into five different police academies in the past <laughs> year. And they're like, and they how does this help my depression? How does this help me with my hallucinations? Right. right. And they turn them down. So... Yeah, that would be super interesting. I didn't see, like, any proof or any, like, like documentation yeah. or anything like that. Like, you know, like a journal, you know, whenever he's writing everything about, He's just you know, drawing pictures of Satan. Yeah, or stick figures. New tattoo <laughs> ideas. Let's see. Satan's best friend. That could be a new one. Sky Daddy. Yeah. Sky Daddy loves Satan. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, practicing as a psychiatrist. So, he is seriously just crazy. Yeah. A um, couple of months later, his girlfriend, Kelly, became pregnant. Uh, so, he thought, you know what? I need to propose to her because she's going to be the mother of my child. But she says no. Um, she says we can still be boyfriend and girlfriend, but I don't want to get married. Good for her. And this was in the 70s, too. Like, that's just kind of wild yeah. to think about. Because like, she's going to be shunned. 
Right, and especially, yeah, like being pregnant out of wedlock. Like, Poor. that was just... <laughs> That was just like not the thing no. at that time. So um, fast forward to October 17th, 1977. That's the same year that we are in. Uh, Kenneth and Angelo are just, you know, chilling. These are the cousins, right? Cousins. Okay, cousins. Chilling, having a barbecue, you know, drinking, and decide that they want to be pimp. What? I swear to God. They said they're like chewing on a wing and they're like, yeah. you know what? <laughs> we would be good at These like, hoes ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> we should be pimps. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what they said. They wanted young girls to work for them as prostitutes and... Ooh. They knew a girl named Deborah. She was a prostitute, had been a long-time prostitute. And so they were like, yo, Deborah, we need the list of all the hoes. We need the list of all the tricks. So Deborah was like, that's what they called it, the trick list. So Deborah was like, all right, I got you. They're like, no, like we'll pay you money, but we need the list of all the girls because the trick we list. we want to hire them. So Deborah was like, they're fucking crazy. Went to her friend Yolanda to get Yolanda involved, and Yolanda was like, hold up, hell no, we are not giving them a list of all these girls. So right. guess what? We're gonna make up a list. We're gonna say, okay, and here is Mary. And here is Betsy, and here is not Yolanda, yeah, right? and here is Debbie, not Deborah. Yeah. And so they're making up this list of all these Fake girls. Names. Fake names. Okay. Fake names. Also, we're talking about the 70s, so like, what was the list going to be? Names and a phone number? Right. First and last names? Like, right. what is this list? Right. What are they, where are they? Is this, like, common the in context the that they're wanting? sex worker realm? Like, you guys have, like, a roster? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, do you have a book? Like, yeah. you know, what? Is there a what? database? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> list. So, Debbie is assigned to yeah. this daddy. Right. Yolanda is assigned to <laughs> this one. You could reach and her by pigeon mail only. Only. <laughs> so... Uh, the guys get very antsy because they're like, hey, it's been a couple of days. Where's Deborah? Yeah. Where is Deborah? Where's our list? So they find homegirl Yolanda and Yolanda delivered the list and she's like, hey, here's a list of all the girls. And they instantly start looking at the list. They're like, no, this is fake. They're like, I know it's fake because at the time, at the time, Angelo had an addiction with hiring prostitutes. Oh, so he knew. So he knew. He's, He's like, like, I've I never heard know. of a cherry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or an apple. Who's cherry? Yeah. Who's apple? Who's like, wait, orange? this is your shopping list. <laughs> Who's kiwi? Yeah. What? No. 2% milk? Who yeah. the fuck is that? Yeah. So Yolanda delivers a list, and they're like, no, this is not a real list. These are not real prostitutes. So... Although it was Deborah's idea to give them yeah. a fake list, they went after Yolanda. They wanted revenge. They gave them money. They paid for this list, and they didn't deliver. So uh, they get Yolanda in the back of Angelo's car. They handcuff her. They raped her, mm. and they strangled her to death. 
And killed her. Okay, that wasn't yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> strangled her to death and killed her. Um, oh, poor Yolanda. She was just trying to save the tricks. And honestly, good for her. I thought the plan was going to work. Yeah, I thought it was going to work too. Um, so after they had their way with her, they obviously she was dead. Uh, they cleaned her body and they dumped her naked body like right in the middle of a neighborhooded area. So like literally they rolled her into a ditch. Like they didn't try to hide her body in like a wooded area or yeah. anything like that. Like it was literally like in, the in the ditch naked. Like, someone's going to walk out of their house and check the mail and be like... Like, the next day, shit. someone found her body, obviously. Ugh. And, yeah. Poor Yolanda. She was just trying to help. Poor Yolanda. So, that was the first act of murder between the two cousins. Um, so, less than two weeks later, October 31st, on Wait, Halloween... Wait, sorry, time out. Yeah. Deborah doesn't know that Yolanda's killed. Oh, Deborah knows that Yolanda's killed. Okay. Yeah, and Deborah. Thinks she knows what happened. Okay. Got it. At this time. Um, Halloween, October 31st. So just not even two weeks later, we are now on to victim number two. Judith was a 15-year-old runaway, um, and she was a prostitute. Uh, they hired her, went, uh, got her in the car, obviously, told her that they were undercover police officers. <sighs> Showed fake badges, handcuffed her, and told her uh, that she had to go down to the station, to the police station. For sex work? Yeah. Like, she was being arrested. Okay. They handcuffed her. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't know if they were, like, because you were walking or, like... for sex work. Because they hired her. Okay. Got it. Um, But, instead of obviously taking her to the police station, they took her to Angelo's business. Now, he had an upholstery shop. So he would like replace upholstery in cars or couches or chairs or whatever. So it was a huge like warehouse type business. Um, There is where they bound her Mm. with multiple ligatures. Um, They raped her and strangled her and clearly murdered her. So their pimping isn't really going as planned because you can't exactly pimp out a dead person. They're taking out their frustration of not being able to hire prostitutes with killing them. Yeah, and that, I'm like, uh, not that I'm saying he should have kept, put this girl like into sex trafficking. I'm not saying that, but I'm like, so you guys just kind of like had this plan to just kill people now? Yep. It's like unspoken plan. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had listened to a documentary where it had said like Angelo asked Kenneth if he's ever killed if he's ever killed anyone, and Kenneth was like, "No, never killed anyone." And Angelo's like, "Well, do you want to?" And Kenneth is like, "I mean, sure. Who do you want to kill?" And so that's when they went and killed Yolanda. But that wasn't factual. Like, it was just hearsay that that happened. Hearsay that that conversation happened? Yes. Okay. Because Angelo says, no, we never discussed murdering. It just happened. And then Mm. Kenneth has kind of rambled, and you'll hear about that during his trial. Like, he rambles a lot. So, it's like, where did this initiate? Where did they get that great idea to be like, oh, you know what? Instead of being a pimp, we're going to kill women. 
I think it would be harder as a murderer to do it with an accomplice than to do it on your own. Yeah. Because while it's easy, I obviously like containing someone would be easier with multiple people. Yeah. The trusting aspect of like, okay, you're going to keep quiet. I'm going to keep quiet. Okay. Getting your story straight. Yeah. I just feel it's going to add so much paranoia to it that. Yeah. I. I almost believe the more, like, more of, like, it just happened. Yeah. Because they're so jumbled with it all. Right. And well, I and feel, especially Kenneth. Like, I feel like if you were place. going to agree to do it together, you would have a plan. But also, right. these guys are just ruthless, so you just yeah. never know. But Exactly. Yeah. If I ever became a murderer, <laughs> I would want to do it alone without <laughs> anyone else. Actually, if I was going to be a murderer, this is actually what I would do. Get really rich, maybe rob a bank, and then just pay someone to do the dirty deeds. Absolutely. Why not? But you gotta pay in, like, cash, because you can't have any, like, paper trail. Yeah. And if you rob a bank, all that money is traceable. So. True. Well, shit. Guess guess I would fail as a murderer, guys. Would Who would have known? She would fail. Um, but yeah, I mean, another documentary, you know, that I listened to or a clip on, you know, YouTube had said that it was all Angelo's idea. That mm-hmm. Angelo was the one who had already murdered people previously. Um, and Is he Angelo wanted... older, younger? Older. Older, got Yeah, it. so he was born in the 30s and uh, Kenneth was born in the 50s. Oh, so way older. 20 years older. Wow. Yeah. Okay, damn. Um... And then another uh, thing that I had listened to was Kenneth clearly uh, killed those girls, the alphabet murder, um, Mm -hmm. in the early 70s, between 71 and 73. And so he was the ringleader. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So he was the ringleader of, you know, the murders out there. And whenever they were pissed that Yolanda and Deborah didn't deliver, they're like, well, we've got to kill one of them. So that way they know, you know, not to mess yeah. with us. And they went and killed Yolanda. So I don't know the true story of what happened. But what yeah. we do know is that they killed her. So. Shit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. These guys are ruthless. And. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So especially with that kind of age gap, it, it would make more sense. 20 that, years. Wow. Okay. Okay. Full, full circle. Full circle. Right. Wow, ringleader. Right. I'm totally getting yeah. ring. Yeah, it's in my head now. Yeah, right. So, um, uh, two women who were clearly prostitutes are now dead. Um, the LA Police Department, so LAPD, uh, didn't think at this time that they had anything to worry about. They're just like, it's just a coincidence that. It's just a murder. It's yeah, fine. It's just a coincidence that two young prostitute women have died within a few weeks of each other. It's no big deal. They probably had a drug overdose or, you know, whatever. Even though there were ligature marks on their bodies and their bodies were both found naked. Um, so and just dumped in a neighborhood. Yeah, Not like overdosed in like a motel bed. Yeah. Or on the street, like... In a neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so November 5th, so this is five days later to the second murder, uh, there's victim number three, a woman named Lisa. A woman named Lisa. She was a waitress and also a professional dancer, not a stripper, like an actual like dancer. Um, she was last seen leaving work, so the, the restaurant that she worked at. 
Uh, Kenneth and Angelo followed her home from work, pulled her over because they pretended that they were cops. Um, they showed their fake badges, uh, ended up handcuffing her and telling her, got her out of the vehicle, handcuffed her and said, we need you to come down to the station because you've been connected to many crimes. She was freaked out, got into the vehicle. Um, there in the vehicle is where they started to tie her up. Um, and, of course, she was bounded. She had multiple ligature marks on her neck, wrists, and ankles. Um, she was raped, and, of course, they strangled her. And her body was found the next day by a country club. Mm. In I think it's at the Chevy Chase Country Club, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So we're seeing a pattern, right? They're yeah. doing the same exact thing. And we'll talk a little more about their M.O., too, in a little bit. A couple of days later, they came across a 24-year-old woman named Catherine Lore Baker. Uh, she was the daughter of actor Peter Lore. Um, Kenneth and Angelo wanted to kidnap, rape, murder her, do all the things. Uh, but when they pulled her over and they flashed their fake badge in the car, probably like right there on the dash, was a picture of her sitting on her dad's lap as a child. And they instantly recognized who her dad was. He was an actor. Like yeah. He was a celebrity. And so they let her go because they're like, whoa, we can't have that type of celebrity like status after status. us. Yeah, because we will go down. Yeah, for sure. We will go down. So they let her go. Damn. Yeah. I mean, great, but yeah. damn. Yeah. Victim number four, November 9th. So this is just four days after their prior murder. So they have like no downtime. No. It's like boom, 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 boom. Like And it would have are... been even less time, but they let that girl go. Yes. So it's yes. like they were really on a roll. Yes. A woman named Jane, she was 28 years old and she was an aspiring actress, not a prostitute. So the last girl, Lisa, wasn't a prostitute and this girl, Jane, is not did the same thing. They arrested her, arrested her, uh, bound her, strangled her, and raped her, and ended up, the police found her body a couple of days later, already decomposing. So, few thoughts. One, they started out with uh, people that they don't think are going to be missed, and yep. obviously the police overlooked it, fell yep. right for their trap, but the fact that they're escalating to a little more, um, just anyone? Anyone. Um, is a good and a bad thing because obviously they've expanded their MO. Yeah. It's harder to track, but at the same time, this is go going to lead them to get caught now. Absolutely. Because they're, they're going to pick, like with the actress, they're going to pick the wrong person. Yeah. They're going to pick people with families who go after them. They're going to have better, unfortunately, like I think everyone should be treated equally when it comes yeah. to murder, but right. you know, they're going to pay closer attention yeah. to these people. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm -hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. They are getting very messy. But they're messy. escalating. They're escalating and they're getting very messy. At this point, so, are cops like, hey, we might have a serial killer? Or are we still like, no, we don't have a serial killer? Uh, at this point, with the last two women being murdered the same way as the prostitutes were, the first yeah. two women, they're like, well, something might be going okay. on. But they don't think that it's a serial killer quite yet. They did think that all four of these murders were in acts of two people, but they didn't think the two people were connected at the time. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, so they're like, okay, so maybe this guy murdered these two, and this guy murdered these two, but they're not related. Like, they're not together. They don't know each other. It's just random. Like, huh. they're both killing at this time doing the exact same thing. Weird. I yeah. wonder, like, what their full thought process was on that, because that doesn't seem to make sense. You'll hear in a second. Okay. I'm so, just, like, guessing the next I bullet know. point. Like, tell me more. <laughs> so, uh, their M.O., they pretend to be cops. They have fake badges, lights, all of that on their vehicle. Um, they hire prostitutes, or they just pull young women over. Um, they handcuff the women, every single one of them. Um, and they take them back to either Angelo's house, business, or they kill the women in his car. Again, he has an upholstery business. Oh, so he so can change he out can them change bloody it, seats. He can clean it. He can do whatever he needs to do yep. in his house and in his uh, car. Hmm. Wow. They, they, um, uh, obviously, like, again, bounds them, rapes them. We already said strangles them. They both take turn, take turns raping the women as well. And in one of the confession tapes, the detectives was like, okay, so, so who goes first? Ew. Who rapes the women first? And Kenneth said, it just depends. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's Angelo. It's but like we rock, every, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It's a fucked up joke. They probably <laughs> did. You know, they probably did. That's fucked up. Ooh. That's so fucked up. But they did. They both had sex or raped these women. And sometimes the sex would be consensual because they were hiring prostitutes. And the prostitutes were like, oh, okay, these guys are just kinky. Like, they just want me to wear handcuffs and I'll get back to the, <sighs> to the house or the shop and I'll take off my clothes and, you know, I'll have sex with both of them. And then they end up dying. Um, so they take turns not only raping the women, but they also take turns strangling the women. A lot of the women, and I'll drink to that in a second, a lot of the women have multiple ligature marks or strangulation marks around their necks showing that two people... So, like, they kind of, like... You can see... Passed it. Yeah. Two mm. people had strangled, had strangled these women. And you could tell, like, forensics could tell that the strength difference... There was a strength difference yeah. between the two. Because... It's all dependent on how, you know, the ligatures are on the neck, how abrasive they are to the skin. So, that right there got detectives thinking, well, wait a second. Maybe they're, they are working together. Yeah, you think? Yeah. It's not like one just has a taste for sex workers, the other one has yep. a taste for, like, aspiring actresses. Yep. Like, so, Angelo, obviously, he's older than Kenneth, and I need a drink. Oh, my gosh. Oh, catch. Up, catch up. Um, Angelo is older than Kenneth, so he teaches Kenneth the proper way to strangle a woman. He says, "What? Yeah." So this also makes that you shouldn't wonder. even mean the same proper way too. Oh my god! So he says, "Never use your hands. Never put your hands around a woman's neck." Because you will use too much force in your body. Use, It'll make you, like, tired? Yeah. Use an object. So, a ligature. Like a rope? Like a rope. Or their t-shirt. Because it's easier. 
Just okay. a whole woman. Interesting. Or a person in general. That's Which it makes sense. Fucked because up. Because it is fucked up. But if you think about it, like think about like bringing out a t-shirt. Okay. Like that's not, that's not a lot of work. Like you don't have to. Yeah, but to compare it. How could you compare that? Hang on. Your hands. Think about okay. your hands. You're grabbing something so little. Yeah. A person's neck. Okay, True. Okay, fair. Right? Strength. Yeah. More strength would be needed because you're spreading your fingers and putting I, them around a person's neck. Also. And using your fingers, right? Yeah, strength for sure. I think there's something, too, that's more intimate and personal about directly. Oh, 100%. And I think it's... That's probably it, too. Well, and... Yeah. Man, I don't want to call them cowards, for not doing that because you're a piece of shit regardless yeah. oh, of how you sure. do this. But but they took the easy way out. Easy yeah. way out and it was yeah. maybe too personal to do yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't want that emotional connection. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Hmm. He said using your hands, so quote it, using your hands takes much more force and is hard to do. Wow. Pieces of shit. They really thought yeah. this through. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'd hate for you to get tired on the job tonight. Try my t-shirt. Yeah, right. It's also stated that Angelo was the mastermind behind it. Yeah. He would be the one to pick out the women of who was going to be the next victim. So that was his job. Um, he was also the one to clean up. Because he had the upholstery business, mm -hmm. he had all the cleaning products. So he knew what would work and what didn't. And he and was he nearly have, 50, too, at this right. point. And he would have customers come in with, like, blood on their seats from something. Like, yeah. maybe their wife had their period. You know what I mean? And, like, seriously, you never know. What? <laughs> I was thinking more, like, a hunting trip or... Uh, you're in California. Like, like in you LA. cut yourself. You're in L.A. Okay, Nobody's true. Your wife has... Listen, my wife had her period on my car. Can you do anything about this? Clean these white seats. Help me. But your seriously. Your period. So, Angelo was the mastermind behind it all. And so, that goes back to the Gemini and Libra yep. friendship and compatibility. He was the mastermind. He was the planner. He was the one that said, yeah, this is what we're doing. And the Gemini just followed along. They're like, oh, no, 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 that's fine. Brought we're my gonna... t-shirt to work today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my t-shirt choice today. This is what I'm going to use. So, seriously, like. No, that's he crazy. just went with the flow. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Zodiac is real. The Zodiac. Astrology is real. It is real. <gasps> No, real. but that is pretty crazy that you looked up the compatibility and that it's like falling into line perfectly. It is falling into line perfectly with these two. Um, also, we're at an hour. Do you want to keep going? Cut it off? I say we are at a great stopping point. Um, okay. So, like, quick little wrap-up. Talked about childhood, early adulthood, early murders, and the M.O. We will start back up on part two with... The next victim. Okay. So this is a good one. I I like this because it's a classic, but you forget all the. There's so many little details. So much. Little details. So much in the story. It's wild, and it's like this story is seriously all over the place. Just because of how erratic they were. Yeah. 
Like how erotic they were. Oh, one day we're going to be a pimp. Nope, nope, never mind. Scratch that. We're going to kill the prostitutes. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I'm excited to hear about the trial. I don't know a lot about the trial. It's insane. So stay tuned for part two. Thank our sponsor, Color Up CBD. Uh, Go to colorupco.com for 20% off. Um, If you know other sponsorship opportunities that would love to host uh, and sponsor us, we would... 100% 100% appreciate yep. that. So send that over to us. And as always, uh, download and support our podcast and uh, our YouTube subscription. So yeah. subscribe, rate, download, share, do all the all things uh, to help You guys crushed grow. it after we did our Instagram live. You yes. helped us to hit our milestone in a matter less than 24 hours. So yeah. that was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, also, a quick recap of that. We're going to podcast movement um, in August. August in mm-hmm. Dallas. Yep. So if you guys want to donate to help us get there, we have linked our PayPal on our um in the Instagram bio, our link tree. Yep. So you can just go to our Instagram, go to click the link in that. You can donate to that, or you can join our Patreon. Our patrons are amazing. They've got a monthly subscription. Yep. There's lots of benefits to that as well. So a little tip for tat. And our merch. You can merch. always support us via the merch. So. And we just put out a bunch of cute new Yay. stuff. So cute. So yeah, I guess that's it. We'll see you on Thursday for part two. Yep, stay sinister. Bye.